It's time for episode 245 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, June 13th, 2018. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast that's just not like other podcasts. I am your host, Micah Sargent, and I am joined across... Oh yeah, I'm back. And I'm joined across the internet by my dear pal and betrayer, Dan Morin. How you doing, Dan? I was going to say reunited and it feels so good, but apparently there's some latent bitterness happening here. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that you couldn't be Look, here last week. It's not your fault. I'm not mad at you. I'm not even disappointed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sad I wasn't able to be there. That's yeah, all. well, someday, someday you and I will get to record clockwise in the same place. I'm yes, it'll be, it. it'll be great when that happens. Uh, of course, this is clockwise. We've got four people. We've got four tech topics. And to my left is the emoji historian, the chief emoji officer at Emojipedia. It's Jeremy Burge. Welcome back, Jeremy. Hey, so I did go to WWDC to track down Dan to get me back on the show. And here I am. It worked. It worked. You know, well it was, done. Well it was, done. It, I recommend it to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> and to my left, the community manager at micro.blog and the founder of App Camp for Girls, Gene McDonald's back. Welcome back, Gene. Hey, thanks for having me again. And I too tracked down Dan Morin at WWDC. <laughs> so I recommend that as a valuable um, byproduct of attending the conference. I, I need to up my stealth, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you got to work on being sneakier. <laughs> Clockwise, ten it. guests that all met Dan last week. Thirty tech <laughs> topics. <laughs> uh, well, let's go ahead and sneak right into the topics. I'll kick things off with mine. WWDC gave me my most wished item. It's Home App on the Mac and Siri control of HomeKit enabled accessories on the Mac. I know that you all talked about WWDC last week, but now that the rush is over, I'm curious, what is something that was announced at WWDC that truly made you excited or happy or intrigued? Jeremy, we'll start with you. Well, uh, at last, there's a way to check stocks on the Mac, so that's very exciting. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but um, putting that aside, other than my love of stocks on the Mac, uh, the thing that I am super, super excited about and having a play with the iOS 12 beta, they kind of talked about it on stage, but it's hard to know until you feel it in the hand, is the speed that I've got a snappy keyboard back. I can type things. It's not lagging. For the last year or so, I was playing with some iPod Touches, iPods Touch from years ago, and they were so much faster than my iPod, my iPhone 10, which was super depressing. And <laughs> as of iOS 12, the focus on performance, which isn't a fun feature to announce, but genuinely, my phone is much faster. I can type at full speed again. So, yay for yay for speed. I'm going to pick two smaller features that delighted me. Uh, one of them is on the Apple TV the ability to know where the screensaver footage is from <laughs> because <laughs> I spent forever staring at the stupid screen being like, Oh, that's really cool. Where I wonder where that is. Uh, and the, the Amazon fire TV had a similar sort of photo slideshow feature and that you could always press a button and it would tell you where the picture was taken, which was very nice. 
But yeah, it was always kind of a mystery. There was like one person who had cataloged all of the screensavers and written up a, like a web page, so you, I, you could go and look at that. But like Apple stuff is even more specific. So I, I'm really appreciating that. The other thing is a small watchOS feature, and it's the auto detection of workout stopping and starting. Uh, yes. which is also so a good feature because i i always go to the gym and i'll be on the exercise bike i'll be riding and i'll like get off and i'll be doing all the other stuff like remember i remember to bring my phone and get my keys and all that stuff and i'll forget and i'll get to the car and i'll be like you know oh my gosh i've <laughs> i've spent another five minutes doing like light walking at the end of my exercise or sometimes even when i get home so you know there apparently will now be a feature where it detects and says like oh it looks like you have stopped the workout <laughs> it can automatically stop it for you and it can also detect if you have forgotten to trigger it and your starting workout, which happened to me just this past weekend. I hopped on the bike. Uh, I was going down to into the city to a barbecue, and I kept thinking, oh, I should I should start a workout for biking, uh, and I kept forgetting. So I like those little features because they show the kind of attention to detail that we've come to expect from Apple. Gene, how about you? Um, I'm very excited about the new um, expanded FaceTime options with more people. Um, I like FaceTime. I more than I expected I would when it was first announced. And I see people using it all the time. I mean, it is more than just an Apple commercial. And in my family, you know, we sometimes FaceTime with each other, but we're more than our family is more than two people. And sometimes, you know, we'll go to somebody's house, we'll be there and we'll say, hey, we should FaceTime Judy because we're all here together. So, Mm -hmm. you know, what if we could just do that wherever we were? Um, And it looked... I mean, until you get it, and I haven't downloaded uh, iOS 12, not planning to um, until it's officially out, but it looked um, pretty workable. I I, I like the demo that they did. Very good. Uh, All exciting things, certainly. And uh, my technique seems to have worked where I sort of put all of my energy into that one wish to make uh, home (laughs) come to macOS. And it happened. So I think I'm going to use that technique again next year, where it's just one thing that I want, and I pour all of my positive energy into it. And then, of course, it'll happen, right? That thing is a a billion dollars. That thing is actually that my MacBook Pro will make me espresso. So that's going to be on the next one. Get ready for that, folks. Uh, Let's go ahead and move on to the second topic, which comes from Jeremy. Uh, So... Memoji came out at uh, WWDC. Apple sort of showed it off. It looks super cool. It is fun to use, but I don't know. I don't know whether it's like an emoji where it was cool, but then people didn't really seem to use it for a long time. So I sort of have a double-pronged question for you. Are you using an emoji or Bitmoji and other sticker packs? And if so, uh, do you expect Memoji to change how you're using sticker packs or any of the other related features? This is this is the harsh the harsh truth question because uh, I I did use I succumbed to the novelty of Animoji when they first came out but certainly that usage has dwindled in the past several months so I am uh, yeah I am definitely a person who like was sort of a fleeting like oh that's really cool and it is really cool it's a great demo it is cute and it is fun. Uh, it's just not something that I use that much. I've never really gotten into the other things, the Bitmoji. Um, that's never been my jam. I am intrigued by the Memoji, if only because uh, the idea of having like an avatar that represents you, I think, opens up a lot of possibilities in terms of really personalizing things. Uh, in particular, I think uh, Jason Snell mentioned on the program last week that this idea of uh, making all the current emoji like expressions available for your Memoji 
So like you could open up the emoji panel and it would just show you all the current emoji, but like with your emoji, that that would be really cool yeah. in some way. Like I'm, I'd be surprised if that didn't happen at some point. And that would certainly open up another avenue because I still use emoji all the time. So yeah, I think there's a lot of possibility going forward and I'm curious to see how other people end up using it. I thought that Memoji has a better chance of sticking than Animoji because Animoji is... is just a little gimmick. I mean, it's cute, and but not everybody wants to be a panda or a robot or, you know, an alien. But people do like being themselves in their emoji. And as the emoji set has enhanced the options for people, you know, it seems like, wow, we have so many more options than we had, you know, before when all the emoji were male, they were all white, they, you know, getting different skin colors into the mix is really um, something, but this is just like way beyond um, the, uh, the customization is pretty awesome. And it made me sad. I didn't have an iPhone 10 or X, whatever that thing is called, because <laughs> I probably would have against my better judgment downloaded the iOS 12 beta just for the Memoji. Um, but <laughs> I, I like Bitmoji. You know, I don't use them a lot, but I ha- I use them with a few friends who also use them, and they they're pretty funny in their context, and they they are much more customized than you know the available current available emoji. So I think it'll be pretty cool. Um, and as you know, to your question, will this just be another fad? I think just from my what I see people doing now and making them and being excited about them and, and personalizing them that they won't just disappear because it's them, you know? As silly as this sounds, I was happy to see that my personal brand was strong online because there were two moments during the keynote that got people going, check on Micah, is everything okay with Micah? And <laughs> those two things were, of course, homecoming to the Mac and then uh, Mimoji. I... Uh, have to report that as of now, I am disappointed in Mimoji because I there there aren't the the head shapes need some need some more options. Um, mm. The heads are rather wide, and therefore I cannot find one that works for me uh, that looks even remotely like me. It looks like a sort of I don't know. It's like if a bunch of of, um, caricature artists played telephone with their artwork and then eventually like they they held up this photo, then maybe it's me, maybe. So I'm a little sad, but I use Bitmoji every day, all the time, every day. Um, with as many people as possible on as many platforms as possible. I very much love Bitmoji. Um, and so if Animoji gets a little bit more customizable as we go through these betas, then I could very easily see myself using it. Um, because it's like a, it's, I, I, there are probably three or four tweets in my timeline somewhere talking about how I wished that Bitmoji would use the iPhone X's front-facing camera and facial tracking stuff to create avatars, and then Apple just did it itself instead. Uh-huh. Um, so I would love to see all of that come through, and if that happened, then hands down I'd be using it. If the customizations don't change, then I'm going to use my Bitmoji because it looks more like me. 
And on the flip side, I mean, the, having used the Memoji feature, I feel like what it's missing is what Bitmoji does, is you don't get to save a bunch of stickers. You need to make the face every time, which is fine mm-hmm. if you're in your home, but if you want to send a sticker as a response, which is part of the feature, it's not just these videos, you can send a sticker. But then you have to, you know, you have to be in public <laughs> and face. stick your tongue out or wink. You know, I just sent someone my Memoji winking as a as a response, and that's funny. But you can't do that in public because you look like a lunatic. <laughs> just sitting there. You look, you, you look like you're genuinely having some issues in public when you are making faces at your phone trying to get your Memoji to react. So I'd love to save those poses as stickers. That would be super helpful. Interesting. I hadn't considered that. Uh, well, that that uh, wraps up the first half of the show. It's time for halftime, and this time, halftime is brought to you by our friends at Eero. With Eero, you'll never need to worry that your Wi-Fi isn't fast enough to stream movies or download files, because Eero has a Wi-Fi setup of your dreams. That's right, it's a fast, reliable connection throughout your entire house. And the second-generation Eero includes a third 5 gigahertz radio, so it's going to be twice as fast as it was before. Whatever your Wi-Fi needs, Eero will blanket your entire home in fast, reliable Wi-Fi. And in fact, they have this tiny Eero beacon. You just plug it into a wall and it expands coverage to any room. It even has a built-in LED nightlight with ambient light sensor, so you can use it for two purposes. And the Eero app lets you control the network from your phone with no hassle uh, ability to create and share your guest network, too. And that's true. I've done it before. I love my Eero setup for the thing that I just mentioned, being able to easily have my friends log on to the guest network. And also because those Eero beacons are so nice, you just plug them in, you get them connected. And that nightlight is really handy. Like, I was a little concerned about having to give up a plug in my wall. And then it said, oh, no, 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 we've also got a nightlight here built into the bottom of it that automatically turns on when the lights go out. And I said, okay, I can give up a plug for that. So how do you get one? Well, you can get your own Eero system, including one second generation Eero and two beacons for just $399. And that's everything that you need to get started. You don't have to wait to weeks to get hold of your new dream Wi-Fi setup. Listeners of this show can get free overnight shipping to the U.S. or Canada when you head to Eero.com and use the promo code CLOCKWISE. That's Eero.com with the promo code CLOCKWISE for free overnight shipping. Thank you so much to Eero for your support of this show. And let's go to Dan's topic. All right. Well, I'm going to flip Micah's question on its head since we're still talking about WWDC. What was the announcement that you were anticipating or hoping for at WWDC that didn't happen? And uh, do you expect it to still be in the cards? Gene? My wishes for this WWDC were, were, or my, my expectations were kind of low based on uh, all the rumors. So I can't say I'm disappointed in anything except my ongoing disappointment, which is lack of a guinea pig emoji. And I need to talk to this, my fellow um, guest on the show. (laughs) Is this why I'm about my campaign? uh, Because I can't, I can't believe there's a hedgehog and there's no (laughs) guinea pig. Ooh, this is divisive stuff. Ah, so, I've been brought uh, here under false pretenses. <laughs> yeah. so, I didn't know this go was going to be an interrogation. We'll all sit down, Jeremy. If you'll just listen, we all actually want to tell you why, what, what emoji we want uh, to come to. IOS. Oh, no. Gene, <laughs> uh, I, w- I would say the hamster is very... Uh, the- it, it's it's close. Is the hamster not close? Maybe maybe I'm not affiliated oh, with enough dear. guinea pigs in my oh, life. Have oh, I said a bad gonna, thing? Have I said a bad thing? You're gonna get some guinea pig hate mail, but that's okay. 
Anyway, oh, guinea was... pigs can't write mail, so it's not that bad. <laughs> I and therefore I pass my the rest of my time on to Micah. All righty. Well, um, I was hoping because I've gotten an a not insignificant amount of emails and tweets and things over the course of time uh, asking me uh, when the air power charge mat was Mm. going to be uh, released, as if I would know. And so I was kind of hoping that finally Apple would just say, oh, yeah, by the way, we've also got that in the store. Uh, Because... I don't want to have to say I don't know anymore to a bunch of people who expect me to know that answer. Also, so, all the guinea pigs that wrote in. I mean, that's yeah. A- <laughs> I couldn't believe all of those chirpy, uh, chirpy chirpings going on asking me about the AirPower charge mat. Um, I don't even know what they use it for. Maybe they have little tiny iPhone tins. Adorable. So yeah, I wished that the AirPower charge mat was going to be there. Didn't end up getting announced. And I guess we'll just keep twiddling our thumbs and I'll keep typing on the keyboard telling people how I have no idea and why would I know. Uh, Jeremy, what what do you have for us? Who are you going to confront? Uh, well, like Gene, I didn't have... A, I, I sort of anticipated nothing and we got things so that was that was a bonus i really did feel like apple had sort of been on the back foot with so many announcements in the last year or two with the mac pro and the HomePod and air power and iMessage in the cloud all these things that that announced and not delivered on time basically which it's a pretty big failing you know you, you don't tend to announce something until it's ready or just about ready and to fall so far behind on so many different topics i did feel like this year they were just gonna pull out a a really boring, a really stat, you know, a straight up set of performance improvements and a couple of things for developers. So I'd say in general, I can't think of anything that in particular I was thinking this has got to come out at this WWDC and it didn't. But uh, yeah, so here we are. We we got things. We got things, and I'm <laughs> yeah. not disappointed in any way. I'm happy to you, see a future for apps on the Mac as well. So that's that's fun for me. You people are all so positive, so happy. Sorry, oh, Dan. man. Oh. We've ruined your question. I know, we turned it I... into what we got, not what we didn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, and mine, I, I will say mine was a bit pie in the sky, but I was really hoping for just a, a nod of the head or a tip of the hat or a press release indicating that the Mac Mini is still a going concern. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love my Mac Mini. I'm, I'm not looking to replace it anytime soon because there's nothing to replace it with. Uh, but I would like to see some, some just a, an acknowledgement that that's still a thing in the, I mean, other than it is a product in their lineup. I like to see some, get it some love, get a little bit of love for the Mac Mini. Maybe this fall. Who knows? But I hope it's look still at this alive. dreamer over here. I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> listener, if you, dream. listener, if you look to your left, you'll see Dan settling into the hill. He will die on. <laughs> <laughs> but thank well, you, you for can, all you being so positive. Alive. You've brought me back up, which is great. Uh, let's go to our last topic, which comes from Gene. All right. Well, um, as you may remember, Apple used to do a lot of marketing to entice developers to come to WWDC, but now there's a lottery for tickets, and Apple even promotes um, WWDC-adjacent conferences and events. Um, what would you recommend to a developer or even a designer or tech journalist uh, about the value of going to WWDC, even if you're not officially going to WWDC, does everybody need to know the way to San Jose? (laughs) I like that. Um, I think that there is value in community, even if 
you don't end up attending WWDC. Um, one thing that can be said about many of my fellow internet pals is we live pretty, or I should say relatively solitary lifestyles, uh, particularly if you work from home. Um, if you're a developer, you spend a lot of time in front of the computer. If you're a journalist, you spend a lot of time in the computer. If you're a designer, you spend a lot of time in front of the computer. And if you work for yourself or you work for a company, in my case, that is mobile, then there's a lot of time looking out the window at that pigeon that wants to come in mm-hmm. and be your friend uh, and not a whole lot else. And so getting together with people is just – it's really – it's, I think it's a healthy thing, uh, both mentally and also sort of spiritually, uh, if you believe in any sort of that kind of thing. And so the opportunity to get together and meet up with people and, uh, you know, if you want to look at it completely from like a Vulcan logic perspective, <laughs> you get together with people and creativity happens. You mm-hmm. have new ideas that are born. You have... Um, new projects that take shape, you have new possibilities that exist, and you make new contacts. So all of that is uh, a good reason to to go and participate in this. And heck, a lot of people seem to suggest that they get way more value out of non-WWDC events than they do at the actual conference. So keep that in mind. So yeah, I, I would agree, meeting people, that's a good thing to have. Uh, what I do want to say, though, is that I think it's interesting that I guess it's it's easier to meet and to hang with people if you have some kind of public profile. It's all well and good for us to say, yes, it's great to go to these things and to meet, but plenty of people come along and they don't know anybody. And so I, so I guess what I would say for people that are thinking of coming to this sort of thing is that some of this just sort of builds over time. I've spoken to people before where they go to an event, not necessarily WWDC, but they'll come to some event and they kind of go, yeah, I met some people, but I didn't really know anyone. And I just say to, that these type of things happen over time, that if you do come along to something like Dub Dub next year, meet people, say hello to people, follow them on Twitter, you know, that you sort of build up a relationship over time. And then every year you go back to these things, you start to see more and more people that you know. So when, whenever we say that it's great to go and meet people, it really genuinely is, and you do meet good people. But um, I guess have your expectations ready that that you're not going to know everybody the first year you go to anything. So it's the type of thing that builds and it gets better over time. And I think that's something to keep in mind to keep coming back, come to other Mac and Apple related conferences or other tech conferences around the scene, because there's plenty of them and you will find a lot of the same people coming to a lot of them. And I think that's something that is nice to see happen over time. You sort of build that community for yourself. Yeah. To build on what Jeremy's saying, I I think what's nice about WWC now is it has become more uh broad than it used to be which is to say you know if you i haven't gone to the conference itself in many years now there are a ton of ancillary events around it there's the layers conference there's alt conf there's next door uh and a lot of those provide better opportunities even to meet people in sort of a smaller group setting which can be nice in terms of like actually developing friendships and bonds with other people because it's not just i'm here in this city with six thousand other people and i don't know where to start so it can provide a little bit of structure which is nice and, there, and there's great content at these things too um as someone who doesn't go to the conference i get a lot of value out of just going in and certainly talking to people uh, i met a bunch of people uh this time around and um it's it's great to have these sort of social events on the calendar i've met i've made so many friends at the at the at these events over the past decade 
Uh, and it's a little scary mm-hmm. to think I've been going that long. But, you know, it used to be there were more of these centralized events because you had used to have Macworld Expo and there were yeah. some other smaller conferences that were kind of staples. And, and it's gotten a little smaller. So I feel like, you know, I get to go once a year and see all these people, which is nice, but perhaps even then not enough. But it's it's a great opportunity. The The Mac and the Apple community in general is, if not unique anymore, at least rarer in terms of its ability to have this sort of tightly knit community all around this this single thing. Um, and, you know, what I've learned is that even if, you know, there's always that to fall back on in terms of having a commonality with someone else who's there, which is great. But as you get a little deeper, you start to find all these other commonalities as well, which is also just a really it's a really great way to make lasting friendships. So I, I highly recommend it if you have the means to do so. Uh, it's a it's a great experience. Yeah, and you know, just picking up on that, if you have the means to do so, definitely is something to consider. Um, I think one of the disappointments about moving from San Francisco to San Jose is that the hotels figured out right away that mm. this was a conference they could jack up the rates for so i i think it's as expensive as it was when it was in san francisco oh, um yeah you know and and it's a it's kind of fun because it's just this one little downtown where it's almost everybody is somebody from wwdc it's like you take over a little town as opposed to being like spread out in san francisco and and sort of but it's you know it's it's good i think san jose was a good move um and i would just uh throw in um you know that there there are other conferences that you might want to go to first and make some friends there and then you would uh, avoid that going from zero to wwdc and um you know in both directions i mean there's max stock expo which is coming up in July, which is a group of people who miss Max World Expo. <laughs> Basically, it's like, we need to, to pull that group together again. And that's sort of slowly growing in the, uh, outside of Chicago. Um, and another one I like is 360 iDev, which is pretty technical. It's a good for developers. And they really do emphasize the community. And so I could totally see like somebody going to something like that. Or, um, you know, what used to be called CocoConf is now next wait, Swift by Northwest, you know, smaller conferences where maybe you, you, you bond and then go um, and meet up in San Jose next year. All right. Well, there you go. That is the end of the show. But of course, we have just enough time for a bonus topic. And the bonus topic is brought to you by our new friends at Brilliant. Brilliant is a problem-solving website that teaches you to think like a scientist. They take huge concepts like gravity and rocket science, and they break them up into tiny, understandable, bite-sized chunks. But don't worry. You're not just going to sit through some lectures here. With Brilliant, you'll be discovering the answers yourself with interactive puzzles and problem-solving courses. This is stuff you can actually play with rather than just listen to. And Brilliant presents every subject with clear thinking across each section, building up to an interesting conclusion. And if you get stuck with anything, Brilliant has a team of actual real scientists on hand to help you get back to learning. We're constantly talking about machine learning on the show these days, and... Why not familiarize yourself with what this stuff actually means? It has an actual course on machine learning, teaches you the hows and the whys and the new hotness in computing. That's right. 
machine learning, the new hotness in computing. You heard it here first. Uh, I got to check out Brilliant, and I have to say, it actually is quite brilliant. I learned about how uh, baseballs aren't bothered by quantum physics because they're just too doggone big to be bothered by those kinds of things. So you can learn awesome facts like that that you can share with your friends by going to brilliant.org slash clockwise. And the first 500 people that do so will get 20% off a Brilliant annual premium subscription. And of course, it's helpful to us as well. Our thanks to Brilliant for their support of this show. And here is the odd bonus topic I came up with this week. IHOP announced that they were going to be changing their name by flipping the P to make a B. So IHOP. And it turned out that the B stood for burgers. Uh, I would just like all of you to please save IHOP from its nonsense by coming up with a better B. And uh, I'll go ahead and start with mine. I have no idea why they didn't do International House of Biscuits. It's so obvious. Biscuits and gravy, biscuits and jam. Come on, IHOB. So, Jeremy, what is a better bee than burgers? Well, I was thinking uh, that perhaps they could just, they can keep serving the pancakes, that's fine, but also serve up some bonus questions so that you, <laughs> and, <laughs> so that you and Dan could come in, have some breakfast, and get a bonus question to bring to the show. Uh, I, I was going to say they should just take the R off and then Jeremy would feel right at home. Um, <laughs> the International House of Burgers. Uh, I break, love it. I was going to say, um, uh, who would not want to hang out at the International House of Breakdancing? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Sold. Yes. Uh, that, well, mine is a downer, but <laughs> it's good for you. Um, I was thinking that... I didn't realize how seriously unserious this topic was. I had to go research it um, and that they're not really changing their name. But uh, International House of Brussels Sprouts, because we're done with gluten and we're done with carbs. We're going for the Brussels Sprouts. I love it. I love it. That's very brave. Ah, International House of Bravery. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all of those topics. We have reached the end of the episode. All that's left is to thank our wonderful guests. Jeremy Burge, thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of Clockwise. Always good. I'm always here. Whenever you want me, Dan, I'll just pressure you at WWDC (laughs) next year. Oh, man. I need to get better at hiding next year. That's my resolution. Gene McDonald, (laughs) thank you so much for being here again. Thanks for having me. It was great. And Micah, I, I guess I guess we could come back next week, you and me. What do you say to that? You know, I think that'll work. I think uh, we've we figured out our differences over the course of this episode, and we could make it work. That's right. The real podcast was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> ah, so tune in next week. But until then, we remind you: watch what you say and keep watching the clock. <laughs> <laughs>